Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online and around the world. With the most candid interviews, unforgettable stories, taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. It is now my pleasure to introduce the champion of the 77th U.S. Women's Open, presented by ProMedica, Minji Lee. Minji, just try to put this moment into words. Um, I mean, this is pretty special. Uh, this is the one that I've always wanted to win since I was a little kid. So it just feels pretty amazing to be able to get it done today. And I just can't believe it pretty I just can't believe it. <laughs> Talk a little bit about the round today. Um, it looked like you were in control for most of it, but how much were you paying attention? What were you feeling? Um, I was pretty nervous all day, to be fair. Um, you know, I started good. I had two birdies off the bat, and it was nice um, just to have that little buffer. I made two bogeys on the on the front nine as well. And then um, I had really, I had, I didn't hit it that well. I had really good saves um, up and downs from a lot of the p- places. Um, and then, you know, fi- finishing, um, I had a couple birdies and a couple bogeys. So I think that was enough to, you know, get it done today. Bethann? Before I ask my first question, did you have any messages from Kari or your brother on that phone? Oh, I mean, yeah, it's blowing up. I don't know. <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> well, was there one from Kari? Or no? Oh, yeah, yeah. She texted me yesterday and, t- and the day before and probably today as well. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. What, what were your emotions coming up 18? You know, not very many people get to enjoy that kind of walk with that kind of lead. I just said to myself, this is pretty amazing. I mean, this is pretty cool. Um, just looking at the whole crowd and ev- just everybody down the fairways, it was it was a pretty special moment for me. Zephyr? Minji, with the win, you join Kari Webb and Jan Stevenson as the only two Australian women to own more than one major championship. Have you uh, reflected on your place in your country's golf history? I mean, I haven't been able to even think properly at the, at the moment but um you know it's such a great honor just to be amongst those two names so um yeah it's just really really special yeah. we're gonna hear to andrew minji you were quite poised out there until you were asked about what the prize money meant to you what <laughs> yes. do you think you might do with it and tell us honestly was it something you thought about it all this week um to be honest just maybe right at the beginning because I, I like to, you know, keep on top of everything, you know, with what's happening with our tour and, um, you know, the ladies' <laughs> golf. So, um, yeah, I did, but not when I was playing. I didn't even think about it at all. And what might you do with it? A lot of things. I'm not sure yet, but we'll see. <laughs> Jane? Uh, Midge, you sat here last night and said that tomorrow I want to go make as many birdies as I can. That struck me as a really good, aggressive attitude to have as somebody with a big lead. Was that crucial for you? Um, you know, even with a three-shot lead, I felt like I, ne- I never felt com- comfortable today. You know, I felt yeah. like I still needed to play well. Um, I still needed to hold my ground. So um, that's pretty much what I did. And to start aggressively, I think it was the right, um, the right move. And then after that, I had quite a big shot lead. So I was able to just play my game um just to finish and then on the 18th do you know how scotty scheffler felt now at augusta on his 18th oh, i was nervous all day so yeah. i was like that is like the, the the nervous 
best I've ever been. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go Jonathan, then Kent on your right. So yesterday after the round, what did you do to really just reset or just recoup um, before you to set up for today? Um, I really didn't do anything in particular. I just went back to my room, um, had some dinner, and then just watched the men's golf <laughs> because it was on Golf Channel, and then I went to bed. <laughs> yeah. Did you lose sleep, or how was your sleep? I mean, was it... I mean, I I woke up really early today, um, but yeah, you know, um, it was it's one of those days where you can't really sleep in. So yeah, for me, it was like that. Kent, were there any messages that you got from Kari or your brother that you took to heart as you stepped up to the first tee today? Um, no, they were just all um, pretty, you know, pretty casual. They were just like, oh, "Have a great day," um, you know. And just keep all the good work. So it was nice, just good support. Bethann? No, you're you're here by yourself this week, right? <laughs> yeah. Have you already talked to your mom and dad at this point? No, I, I haven't even really checked my phone. I just I just spoke to my brother, and that was it. Oh, oh, you spoke to your brother on the phone. What yeah, did he say? Um, Mike um, had him on speaker. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Well, what did he say? I just said, well done, and see you tomorrow. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, there you go. When yeah. when you when you two were growing up, did you? Did you pretend to putt to win the open, the U.S. Open? Did you two do that? Um, I'm not sure about him. I'm sure he has done it, but I, I for sure have done it. This is to win the U.S. Open, like for a little five footer. Like, um, I've, I've done that plenty of times when I was growing up. On the right, yeah. Um, you said, in particular, the U.S. Open is what you've dreamed of. What are your earliest memories of the U.S. Open, and why was it this tournament that was so special? <sighs> I'm not sure. It, it was just maybe the trophy when I was little. I was like, oh, it's such a cool trophy. <laughs> but then when I was, like, growing up playing, um, you know, I saw, like, the highlights of Webby winning and, you know, Lorena and just a lot of people that I um, looked up to, Annika um, winning. So just I think maybe that's what yeah. kind of sparked my love yeah. And with, obviously, Ash Barty winning the Australian Open and then, of course, retiring, but, and then you winning this. What do you think all this means for women's sports in Australia? Well, I won't be retiring. Yes. But, <laughs> Good. Um, <laughs> for women's golf in Oz or? In, yeah. Um, or for, just for women's sports in Australia. I mean, I think this will be huge for all the little girls and even the boys and the children watching. Um, I know there's been... A really big boom in WA. Um, the girls have been a lot more interested in playing, so hopefully they've watched me on TV and I can be a good role model to them and they'll stop getting more involved. Right here. The winners here have been Annika, Corey Webb, Christy Kerr, and now yourself. Um, what does it mean to join that elite of company and what about Pine Needles do you think produces that level of champion? I mean... How cool. Um, just to be amongst those names is pretty special. Um, and just for the course, I think it's a very ball strikers golf course. Um, obviously, the, the greens are quite tricky, so you need to be able to control your spin and um, hit it, I mean, I guess, on the right parts of the green. So I think um, maybe ball striking and putting. Great. Well, Minji, congratulations again. Thank you. Yeah, today um, I knew starting off with a five-shot lead, I know if I lose it, I, you know, I was going to say I'm going to choke. I'm very aware of, of what people say, whether it's on social media, whether it's in media, they're going to, you know, question what I did. But um, 
you know, I, I'm not one of those guys that tries to sort of block it out. I just, it is what it is. You just try to, to, to address it and move on from it. I think today, knowing the golf course, knowing how it was going to be fast and firm again, it was knowing the pin locations. I didn't have to do anything special out there. I've got a five-shot lead. I've played great the last three days. I've just got to go out there and continue to execute golf shots and, and try not do anything special, try not do anything stupid um, that would allow guys to sort of come, you know, come back into the fold. And I felt like I played a really great round of golf today. Nothing special. Um, Aaron played solid. Aaron made some great putts out there for pars, made some great birdie putts. Um, but I think, obviously, that turning point there was right around 13. You know, he makes bogey, I make par. That three-shot lead um, is, is back and established. Um, and I decided to, to hit a putt too hard for the first time all week on number 14, left myself with a 10-footer. And to make that putt, to continue with that three-shot lead going with the par five um, was just, you know, another added boost. And then to make eagle icing on the cake, Aaron just hit a great shot in there, so that lead is down to two. And if I don't two-putt that, um, you know, it's down to two instead of three-shot lead. And like I said, icing on the cake to make the eagle to have a four-shot lead with three very tough holes out here, knowing that I didn't have to do anything special and, and Aaron had to do something special to try and track me down. So really a great round of golf. I'm very happy with the way Fuchs and I played the day. We, we just were within ourselves. We never, you know, got too flustered, never – Never worried too much. Just went out there and tried to play a solid round of golf, and and we did a, a really good job of that today. Yeah, it's sort of a running joke in our family um, that uh, my wife and my kids have never been at a victory, and my wife's never wanted to fly in on a Saturday night when I've had a chance to win. Um, so she feels like she may be, you know, bring bad luck or something. So she's never really wanted to do that. I had a chance to to win Bay Hill this year. My family were, was there. Um, they were right there on 18 green. As I was, I was walking, as, as, as I was walking up, had a chance to, to make a putt to go in a playoff with Scotty Scheffler. But um, yeah, it's I've just always wanted that one moment, and where my family runs out, the kids run out, that I can always look back um, for many years to come, and, and they can look back at you know for their entire life of being on the green and congratulating their father for a victory. And so it's special to have that video and those photos um, for the rest of our lives. You know, this is a memorial tournament. We'll own that footage. You'll have to buy it. <laughs> We'd like to say uh, welcome to tournament host and founder, Mr. Jack Nichols. Um, Jack, is there another tour I can go play where I don't have to worry about that? Please pay no attention. <laughs> Through the years, I've, I've seen how I won tournaments. And I didn't always have my A-game uh, tee to green and trying to finish up. But if I was going to win, I had to make the putts I had to make when I got myself a little behind it. Now, Billy hold a, hold a nice birdie putt at 10, a uh, nice little par putt at 11. Uh, bogey tw- putt at 12. You made a nice <laughs> bogey putt at 12. But when you were in the bunker at 12, they were, they were saying they were saying on television, I, and I said, don't even think about three. He'll be very happy to get out of there with four. The one thing he doesn't want to make is five. And then uh, 13, you uh, you made a you – hit your, you hit your tee shot off to the right, and then you hit – he pitched it out and played a nice wedge, nice wedge shot or whatever you played, that wedge. Yep. And, and you know, and you hold, and you hold a great putt for, you, for that putt. And then 14, you hit the first putt, knock it by the hole, made it coming back. Then 15, you hold the ball, you know, got to hit, play two beautiful shots. It's one of only probably about 10 guys that hit that green today. And uh, so anyway, he does, he does that. And then, then 16, I'm sitting there saying, they say, what, what, they ask me, tell me, what kind of shot should he play? 
as if he's he'd be in the first one third of the green. He's going to just put it somewhere on the front part of the green, let him sit, let him two putt, which he did. He hit it exactly what he what, what I thought he should hit. A nice tee shot at 17. He got it. Uh, I guess you were down the left front of the green. Yeah, I hit a six iron through the green. Oh, through the green. Yeah, in the back left bunker. Oh, you hit the bunker. That's right. Then you yeah. ducked it out what? To eight feet and missed the oh, see, I, 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 That's what I walked down. I figured you were going to win it from there. I figured I was going to you win it too. That, you made that putt too? I just missed it. Oh, you missed that one? Yeah. Oh, okay. I missed the putt today. You did miss one? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then, of course, he played 18 perfectly. So, you know, he did what he had to do. He played nice golf shots. I think he was, I think he was number one in greens that hit in regulation for the week. Uh, at least that's what we had up, upstairs. He may have been number one in putting, too. Cause, and, and I look at putting as you make putts when you have to make putts, not putts that you just, you know, you're, you're in the middle of the pack and you, you hold some nice putts. That's not what counts. What counts is you make them when you made them. And that, to me, that's, that's the mark of a champion. And then those are the guys, guys that win tournaments, and you did that and you won. I think anyone's special out here. Yes, it is tough to win on the PJ Tour, but... Um, you know, I've looked. I, I love watching golf. I, as I've said for many years, I probably watch more golf than any PGA Tour player. Um, maybe it's a good thing, maybe it's a bad thing. But things I've, I've watched, you know, I've watched Tiger and how he closes out events. And you know, I wasn't very, I wasn't born yet in Jack's heyday when he was winning. But when I watched old footage, you watched how he he plotted his way around the golf course. He took a lead and he made sure he was never giving up shots to, back to the guys. Uh, so I have a very good understanding of how I, th- you know, to win golf tournaments. Have I put myself there a, a lot? No, but I think my record's pretty good when I do have a chance to win um, and, and closing out events. So um, you, you realize the value of par means a lot on a Sunday, especially when you're around the lead or, or leading a tournament. And so I'm a guy who loves grinding it out. I love, I'm a guy who doesn't mind if it's not pretty. As long as it gets the ball in the hole with the least amount of shots, that's all that matters. And, you know, the day I start off very feeling good about my swing and then sort of probably just tee shot number, you know, the iron shot at 12 fell a little off. And then from there it was like, okay, we're just going to grind this out and figure out a way to, to get the ball in the hole as quickly as we can. And, and I do that very well, I feel like. I've always felt like U.S. Open um, venues and, and the way they set them up, uh, you know, favors me very well. Um, I know my only top 10 in a major is in the U.S. Open. Obviously, my major record is pretty abysmal. Um, but I feel very confident with what we've done over the last two years. And like I said, results don't always show. But going to a U.S. Open, understanding you got to drive the ball really well. That's one thing I do very well. And you got to make putts. And I'm a really good putter inside 10 feet. So two things that are crucial to play well at a U.S. Open championship. Um, I think, you know, I checked the boxes off with that. So, um this course is, is very U.S. Open-like with how firm and fast the greens are. The, green, the fairways are a little bit more generous than maybe we're going to see at a U.S. Open, but it's a very second-shot-oriented golf course, and you've got to be able to control your iron play. Um, and obviously, U.S. Opens, you've got to have con- very con- good control of your iron play into greens when they get very firm and very fast and land them exactly where you're trying to uh, on the green to, to stay on the green, but also have a, a legitimate chance of making a birdie. So um, I'm very comfortable with you know, where my game's at this point. As always, I'm a perfectionist, and I'm not happy with not swinging it very well today the way I would love to, but um, I'm just going to take next week off, and I'll fly up Sunday morning and, 
and check out Brookline for the first time. Um, I haven't been there. I've never been there. I've watched it in 99, and my wife played in a member guest last year, so she has, a, she has more insight on the golf course than I do. No, I, I don't really focus on, on the Ryder Cup and, and points list or President Cup points list. Um, I've, I've always felt like if I can just take care of my own business, then you know, I'll have a chance of making a team, whether it's on points or being a captain's pick. And you know, I think for the last decade plus now, I've, I've been close to making a Ryder Cup or President's Cup team, and I just haven't played very well you know, the last few months leading up to you know, the selection of the team. So um, I know there's still a long ways to go. There's still three, three and a half months left of the season, four months until the selection's um, taken place. And I'm just going to go out there and still try and just play really good golf. And hopefully if, if I play good golf, then everything sort of falls in line. That's always been my mentality and my focus. You asked me to talk about myself, yeah. and that's not something I like to do, but... I'll answer that one for him. I don't think Billy cares where he's rated. As long as he keeps playing playing well and gets the results, then the ratings will take care of themselves, just like money and FedEx points and everything else will take care of themselves. Correct. What a way to start a show on a Monday, hearing from the winners from this past weekend, one of them, at a major championship, the United States Women's Open and the other at the Memorial. Now, as to the latter at the Memorial, Will Haskett and John Rollins were anchoring the coverage for PGA Tour Radio. And as they do every week for us, here is the story behind the story. And gents, once again, Jack Nicklaus's Memorial has delivered. Well, thanks, Matt. Always a wonderful tournament each and every year. Jack Nicklaus puts on one of the best events each year on the PGA Tour and it delivered again this year. John Rollins, perfect weather. And really at the end of the week, perfect golf almost from Billy Horschel. It was flawless for a long stretch of time. Back-to-back bogey-free rounds. Built the big lead. And that was a lead that would carry him all the way to the finish line on Sunday. And he really played solid. Done a lot of hard work with his instructor, Todd Anderson. Getting his golf swing back to where it needed to be. And also had to kind of adjust some of the process that he and his caddy, Mark Fulcher, went through with how they approach shots and how they were approaching rounds. But you put all that together, Billy Horschel came in, and he was the best player during the week, and uh, he delivered a great win. There's no doubt about that one. Billy Horschel for a seventh time, a winner on the PGA Tour. And when you look back at this victory for a guy like Billy Horschel, it's hard to imagine a FedEx Cup champion and someone who's won at the highest levels that he's been able to win at that he would feel as much, I guess, pressure or stress to validate all the work that was going in. But you could see how important it was for him to stay focused all week and, and what this can do to sort of springboard for him moving forward. Yeah, you know, it just it goes to show what it means to win on the PGA Tour. I mean, Billy Horschel, now a seven-time winner on the PGA Tour. He's a FedEx champion. You would think that, uh, you know, that would just kind of be something that he's familiar with and comfortable with, but it's hard to win on the PGA Tour. And, again, it just it, it just shows how important and how much it means to these players after all the work and sacrifices they make that they put into to winning to be able to pay that off and get through and get back in the winner's circle. Winning so hard on the PGA Tour becomes the largest margin of victory at this tournament since 2004. A second-place finish for Aaron Wise is his best finish since December of 2020 in Mayakoba. 
And so he takes home a number of FedEx Cup points, ends up projecting into the top 30. That's an important finish for him. Patrick Cantlay, boy, does he love this place. Two wins and now an additional top three finish. He rallies with rounds of 69 and 71 on the weekend. There were ups and downs all week long, Matt, but really from the start of the day Saturday through the end of the tournament on Sunday, it was Billy Horschel's tournament, and he wins for the seventh time in his PGA Tour career. Gents, thank you. PGA Tour Radio can be heard week in and week out on the PGA Tour app. It can also be heard on PGATour.com. Both of those locations work around the world and they are free. Or if you subscribe to the National Satellite Service Sirius XM in North America. The Fairways of Life show is presented by the PGA Tour Superstore. They are the number one golf retailer in all of the land. They have more than 50 big, beautiful stores that spread out from coast to coast. But I believe it's not only because of those big, beautiful stores where you can find, well, anything that you're game needs, but it's because they're staffed by professionals, people who are vested in your best interest. Check it out for yourself. At least start by going on the website, pgatoursuperstore.com, so you can see all of the cool stuff that lies in store and inside. We are not done yet on this day because coming up after this, more of the Fairways of Life show where we jump in in a little bit more depth. Stay with us. At Ben Hogan Golf, we do things differently. We handcraft our clubs to your specifications, and we only sell online so you don't pay retail markup. We make exceptional golf clubs and deliver them directly to your door. Now that's different. In Ireland, golf is more than just a game. Come and experience our world-famous Lynx courses and our world-famous Parkland courses all set alongside world-famous scenery and visit our world-famous historic sites. And while you're here, enjoy our world-famous hospitality. Press the green button and start your journey at ireland.com slash golf. Hey, Bryson. What up? I was just going through Bridgestone's new online ball fitting. Pretty sweet, huh? Yeah, very cool. I just got fit to that new Tour BXS I've been playing. Nice, I got fit to the Tour BX, it's a little faster. Hold on, here's Fred. Hey guys, am I doing this right? You've never looked better, Freddy. <laughs> Find your fit at bristonegolf.com. Are you ready for golf's biggest season ever? Because we are. Our certified fitters are waiting to fit you for free with the latest clubs from Callaway, TaylorMade, Cobra, Titleist, and more. Plus, shop the latest gear and apparel from all your favorite brands. Experience golf's biggest selection under one roof. Don't just shop this season. Shop with the pros at the PGA Tour Superstore. The Fairways of Life show is live weekdays at 8 a.m. Eastern Time and 24-7 on demand as a digital radio and streaming television show. Download the Fairways of Life app and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Log in to fairwaysoflife.com for more information. Are you an E or a C? Both have Ridgeback. These are loaded with tech. Which one are you gaming? Definitely E for me. It's just so forgiving. I'm definitely an E. C is for checkout. What else? C is for kill it. C is me. Low spinning bombs. So, are you an E or a C? Hmm. I don't know. Hey, wait a minute. Pound for pound, nothing comes close. 
This is the Wiz. It tracks your swing in real time. Got it. One, zero, one. Gives you feedback in real time so you feel where you are in your golf swing. Transition, plus 4.2 inches. Length of backswing, 50.3 inches. The Wiz have really helped me to keep that consistent swing. Instead of guessing, I get the direct feedback. Transition on plane. That's the mic drop. Welcome into Fairways of Life. I am Matt Adams. Andy Ogletree is a two-time All-American at Georgia Tech. While he was there, uh, he was on the 2019 United States Walker Cup team, the 2019 U.S. Palmer Cup team. He won the 2019 U.S. Amateur at Pinehurst. Uh, he joins both Bobby Jones then and Matt Kuchar with the distinction of being the only Georgia Tech alums to win the U.S. Amateur. Pretty good company indeed. He was the low am at the 2020 Masters, uh, the one played in November. He turned professional after that. Since then, between COVID, between injuries, he has been fighting for status, status and starts at the game's highest levels. Uh, it's a pleasure to welcome him in now. He's joining us live from London. Andy, how are you? How are you feeling? How are things going? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I'm actually over playing an Asian tour event, and uh, I'm actually in the city of Newcastle. So first time, first time over here, and uh, it's been a great, great experience. And um, obviously, just fortunate enough to to be able to play a big tournament. And uh, looking forward to next week. Okay, yeah. To that point, in, in noting that you said you're actually in Newcastle, so he's quite a bit north from London, where I initially thought that yeah. he was up there in Newcastle. Uh, I'm curious, uh, Andy, how you're feeling. How how are the injuries coming along, or the or the are the your overall health after the injury and the operation you had your hip? Yeah, so I had hip surgery um, last April. Came back um, around September-ish. I had a really good six months, and then this February had some back flare-ups. So um, been working on that for the last six weeks to eight weeks, and uh, you know. Seems to be feeling a little better, so still still working on it and uh, trying to trying to play some good golf. Okay, to that point of playing some good golf, obviously with the news that came out of the 42 players of the 48 that have been named to be uh, part of the Live Golf Invitational Series event in London, you are one of them. Uh, I'm curious as to let let's just for a second assume that we don't know each other, have never met before. We're sitting next to each other at a bar someplace in an airport. And you tell me that you're going to be a part of the Live Golf Invitational Series. And I said to you, what is that? What's the answer? Well, I would say it's another opportunity for 48 guys to make a living playing golf. Um, it's a totally new format. It's going to be three rounds of shotgun starts. It's only 48 players, no cuts. Um, it's a whole whole new approach to the game of golf. Um, it's a lot different than you know what we're what we're accustomed to in America and the PGA Tour and Corn Ferry Tour. Um, it's going to be kind of like a, a whole different ball game. I think um, there's going to be concerts at nights. There's going to be all kind of stuff going on other than the golf tournament. Um, shotgun starts are going to be at like 2 p.m. every day, so it gives the fans a whole different experience and. Um, I would say it's just a new approach to the game of golf, and they're trying to make it more fun and uh, more enjoyable for the fans. All right, so, Andy, please decide where you choose to go or where you don't choose to go. As I ask you questions here, I'm just trying to get all of the information that I possibly can to understand. 
when did the people from Live Golf contact you or contact David, your agent? How did how did that all go down? Mac, I'm sorry. Yeah, so a couple months ago, I called my agent and um, Mac Barnhart. And I was like, you know, Mac, I've been playing. I'm traveling around all over the Southeast. I'm playing all these mini tour events. Um, I'm getting frustrated. I'm, you know, I'm not playing well. My body's not feeling well. And he was like, why don't you take some time off? Um, until we can find you somewhere to play that's, you know, so, an important golf tournament, somewhere that you feel like, you know, you want to be there and you're excited to play golf and you're not in some random town playing a terrible golf course and paying an entry fee of, you know, $1,000 to play for $5,000 or whatever, whatever the purse might be. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, sounds good. So um, Matt calls me back a few weeks later and he was like, hey, you know, how would you feel playing and live? And I was like, that sounds amazing. Um, let's let's see what we can do. And it uh, turns out we eventually came to uh, play in the first event in London. So it was kind of a, a long process and it went back and forth for a while. And um, But, you know, here we are and we're looking forward to teeing it up next week. Cool. Now, the, the, the part where you said it, it went back and forth for a while, I'm assuming you mean that from the standpoint with Mac and with Liv and with negotiations. Uh, yes. From your perspective, when when Dominic, my producer, reached out to Mac, and you know that that uh, we're friends with Mac too, the questions that he asked of Mac was, okay, well, how much do you guys want to talk about this, and what road do you want to go down, so people have an understanding as as to the decision that you made and why. And he said, I'm paraphrasing to get your reaction, that this wasn't about money, this was about an opportunity no. to play. W- would you concur? Exactly. I never asked one time how much money am I going to get. I never, never cared. To me, it's just an opportunity to play in a golf tournament that matters. Um, I've written tons and tons of emails. I've called tournament directors on the Corn Ferry Tour. I've exhausted all options to try to play the Corn Ferry Tour this year. And if the Corn Ferry Tour would have given me a few spots, and I would probably, you know, be playing every event the rest of the year, and would have never even given this. I thought, to be honest with you, um, because I would be focused on, you know, the Corn Ferry Tour and all the tournaments that I had coming up. So um, it almost was a, a blessing in disguise that the Corn Ferry Tour didn't didn't give me any opportunities. Um, I went to Q School last year. I went through the whole qualifying, all three stages. Um, I got to the final stage and I had a bad week and the Corn Ferry Tour didn't seem fit to give me a uh, sponsor invite all of this year. So... You know, it's obviously I wanted I wanted to play the Corn Ferry Tour. I thought this year would be Corn Ferry Tour and then try to get my card that way. Um, but, it, you know, things happen for a reason. I feel like uh, this opportunity presented itself, and I'm going to try to make the most of it. Uh, Andy, I'm sure that you've discussed this with Mac, and I'm, I'm 100% certain that Mac has discussed this with Live Golf. From the perspective of... Where do we go from here? Uh, you, you've now signed on to, to the live events. And what happens next in, in terms of your relationship? And do you desire to have a relationship with the Corn Ferry Tour? Do you desire to one time have a relationship and play with the PGA Tour? Or is this just crossing of a bridge? I don't know. I think we have to take that, take that by stride. Um, you never know how it's going to work out. For me, it's... Uh, playing in London and then seeing, seeing what other live tournaments I get in after that. And then we'll go from there. So, um, 
the Corn Ferry Tour did deny my media rights release, so I don't know what the consequences of that will be um, after I play next week in London. So we'll have to see what they say and uh, take everything by stride. Obviously, this is a, a whole new ball game. This has never been done before, and um, we'll just we'll just have to see what the Corn Ferry Tour's response is to me playing. Yeah, we're trying to understand all of that too in terms of the of the rules of this whole new ball game as you're discussing. So, when you signed on for this London event, does does that mean that you're signed on for all eight of the events, or are you just playing one? Um, I wouldn't say it necessarily means that I'm playing all eight. It just means that I am playing in London. Um, so, I don't really want to get into the contract details, but. Uh, I'll be in London and then uh, hope to hope to play a lot of events this year on the Live, Live Golf Tour. Have is there any part of you, good or bad, Andy, that has been surprised by the reaction once the 42 players of the 48 were named the other day? Yeah, I think um, obviously DJ was a surprise to the whole world. No one really knew that was going to happen, and um, you know I think it's great for great for Live and gives a lot more. Uh, makes the tour a lot more realistic with a big name like Dustin Johnson. I would say he's probably top five most well-known golfers in the world. Um, I think he's third on the PJ Tour all-time money list, and that's that's a big deal. So uh, to get a guy like that in your corner is, is very important. And uh, I think uh, the rest of the field, you know, it's, it's really good. And I think people will definitely be interested and definitely want to watch and definitely uh, want to see how everything goes. Uh, in, in terms of... Further question marks, and I realize you may not have the answer to this, but how do you see this impacting your ability to participate, say, in major championships, or world ranking points, all of these other areas that that questions surround? Yeah, I mean, I'm finding out things is just like you guys are. So um, obviously, we all know that the major championships haven't decided what they're going to do yet, and no one no one has released. Uh, their statements on it, but the U.S. Open's in a few weeks, so I think we'll know a lot more after the U.S. Open and after they make their announcement. It, it, was there any part of this, Andy, when you were talking to Mac, when you were talking to your parents, when you were t- when you were taking in advice from whoever you go to for the same, that you addressed the issue of saying, you know what, we, we know that this funding is co- coming from the Saudi uh, Public Investment Fund. Uh, we know the atrocities in terms of human rights that, that are coming from that country through, through the power of the, royal, the Saudi royal family. Was there any thought in terms of who is backing this and where those funds are coming from? Um, for me, it's all about golf. It's all about getting an opportunity to play golf, um, playing in a golf event that matters. Um, like I said, I've been I've been paying thousand dollar entry fees to go all across the country playing Monday qualifiers. If I don't get in, I'm playing paying a thousand dollars to play in an event that's at a really bad golf course. And um, to me, it's just you know, it's just an opportunity to play golf, and it's it's an event that I can get excited for. It's an event that I care about. I've you know I've worked really hard the last few weeks prepping, and it gives me an opportunity to go prove myself to the world. So. Um, I'm all about creating new opportunities in the game of golf. Saudi Arabia is an ally of the United States. I think uh, that's that needs to be remembered and throughout all of this. And um, you know, I can't stress that enough. That that I think uh, once once politics step aside, that 
Um, this is a great opportunity for golf and the game of golf and to grow the game and create 40 more, 48 more jobs for uh, deserving professionals that want to make a living playing golf. Did you, Andy, if I may, did, have you heard from Greg Norman yet and his reaction once you committed? I have, I have emailed with him a little bit. Okay, I'm taking it that he he was delighted to have someone of your stature, a, a former U.S. amateur champion in the field. Yeah, he's been he's been super nice throughout the whole process, and uh, you know I'm obviously thankful to him and his committee for for allowing me to be part of it. Uh, I think it's I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Has has the Live Golf people been any assistance to you guys in terms of dealing with? Uh, I guess the PR, for lack of a better word, the fallout, if you please, in terms of, of this league and everything that it represents? Yeah, they will have a, uh, a PR person on site that's employed by Lift Golf to kind of help the players and, uh, you know, help them with the media and everything that's, that's come along with that. So, um, yeah, they've been super helpful throughout, throughout the whole process, but um, obviously we'll know a lot more next week and... Um, I haven't met everyone yet, but looking forward to meeting all of them next week. And do you know, Andy, who your team is going to be? Yeah, so um, there's going to be a draft the night before the first round, and uh, there'll be 12 captains. And from what I understand, it's just a snake draft. And so number one will pick, you know, number 12 will pick also number 13, and number 11 will pick 14. And it'll just be a snake draft, and uh, it'll be kind of like picking a kickball game. There'll be a, there'll be a last pick, so uh, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun and fun for the fans to kind of have a different different thing to cheer for. And I think uh, the team event's also really cool because if someone plays bad the first day, they're not necessarily playing for nothing the rest of the week. They're, they they have something to keep them engaged, and um, I think it's a really cool thing they're doing. When. When you were trying to decide if this was the direction that you wanted to go down, who gave you the best advice? And if I may, if you could paraphrase it, who gave you the best advice on what to do in this situation? I mean, it wasn't much of a decision for me. It's it's somewhere to play golf, man. It's uh, that's that's all I want to do. I want to play golf. I'm a professional golfer. I want to play golf, and you know, obviously, money is a part of it. As much as you want to say money is not an issue, I mean turning pro when I did in, in COVID and um, and then having hip surgery. You know, I've, I've spent a lot of money trying to chase this dream that I have of, of playing professional golf at the highest level. And, um, you know, I can't just, I can't, I can't sit at home on my couch and go play all these mini tour events um, when I'm not playing in those events. So uh, I, I need to I need to have something to play in. And, you know, when this opportunity presented itself, then that's what I went with. It's uh, it's pretty simple. And and that approach, you think, is the is the wall of defense for the people that would otherwise criticize the decision of players that are choosing, call it money, call it starts, call it whatever it is, over the morality of, of where this is coming from in terms of funding. Listen, um, there's a lot of ways you could go with that, and I understand that, you know, people people in your position and and the media are are paid to, to get sales, but in the, in the end of it all, it's Saudi Arabia is an ally of the United States. Um, they buy all of their military equipment from the United States. They've employed over 40,000 jobs in the United States building their military equipment. If people do any research at all, they understand that Saudi Arabia is an ally of the United States and they're not so much of a, they're not a threat at all. Um, 
So, I mean, I guess people can believe what they want and, you know, everyone has their opinion. So I think people need to do a little bit more research on their own and, uh, and not just listen to the media so much because, you know, there's a lot more out there than, than what's being portrayed by the media. Yeah, I mean, the effort here, obviously, and you to understand your decision process and, and what your thoughts were as you move forward. You're clearly committed in this direction. It sounds like you're excited about the opportunity that lies before you. For our part, yeah. as you know, I want to thank you for the time. I want to thank you for your honesty because there's going to continue to be a lot of discussion about this, obviously. There will continue to be fallout from this on one side or the other. And I just, I just wanted to know how much you were really committed to this direction and how resolute are you in terms of what stands before you and what your reaction is to the possible complications that could be, whether it be a, a PGA Tour Association or otherwise? Yeah, I mean, look, as an independent contractor and a golf professional, it's my job to play to play golf for a living. And uh, that's what I'm going to do. And I hope to play it at the highest level, whatever, whatever tour that may be. And I want to play against good players. I want to I want to hold some trophies and uh, I want to obviously make enough money to support a lifestyle I want to live. So um, that's what it all comes down to. And that's that's where I, what I believe in. And um, that's what I'm going to go with. Andy, I'm glad you're feeling better. I know it's the evening there in Newcastle, England. We appreciate you taking the time to join us. And as I just mentioned, I appreciate your candor. I appreciate you, you uh, expressing to us what your thoughts are in terms of what you did and why. Uh, frankly, you're the first player that we've had a chance to talk to that has made a decision to go down this direction. Yeah. And I, I wish you the best in terms of your path in, in, in uh, competitively and otherwise, but mostly I'm grateful for the time that you gave us that we can have a better understanding of what you're doing and why. You got it. No problem. Okay, Thanks, guys. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to boynegolf.com. I guess, hello world, huh? <laughs> and with one subtle hello, Tiger began an amazing and unthinkable career. I've done it for 20 years now with, with Bridgestone. It allows me to play an aggressive style around the greens, and it's allowed me to win a lot of tournaments. Bridgestone Golf, proud to be part of your journey. The Fairways of Life show is live weekdays at 8 a.m. Eastern Time and 24-7 on demand as a digital radio and streaming television show. Download the Fairways of Life app and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Log in to fairwaysoflife.com for more information. Premium golf equipment doesn't have to be expensive. At Ben Hogan Golf, we design and custom build our clubs and sell them directly to you. And you can try any club for just 25 bucks at benhogangolf.com. Are you ready for golf's biggest season ever? Because we are. Our certified fitters are waiting to fit you for free with the latest clubs from Callaway, TaylorMade, Cobra, Titleist, and more. Plus, shop the latest gear and apparel from all your favorite brands. 
Experience golf's biggest selection under one roof. Don't just shop this season. Shop with the pros at the PGA Tour Superstore. Created without the constraints of time or money, PXG Golf Clubs are the most technologically advanced available today. And they are a perfect union of art, science, and engineering. And the PXG experience is unlike any you've had before. After you've been custom fit, your clubs will be built to exacting standards and your exact specs in the USA. So when you hear it, you know. PXG. Nobody builds golf clubs the way we do, period. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comforts served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. Yeah, we're coming to you around the world. Matt Adams here with you. It's a pleasure to have your company. We welcome it from wherever around the world you are joining us. For those of you that are in the part of the world near TPC River Highlands, don't forget the Travelers Championship is the week after the U.S. Open. So we go from the week, U.S. Open at the Country Club at Brookline. Players are just going short down the road to TPC River Highlands. And from there, you can see the Travelers at this great golf course. Remember, it has the drivable par 4 15th hole. It's like one of the most fun holes in all of golf, and you can be part of it if you want to. Just log on to TravelersChampionship.com, and you can see all the details of tickets there because they have all kinds of ticket packages that are out right now. Now, in terms of what took place over the course of this past weekend, yeah, we celebrate the champions, but where there are winners, there are those that came ever so close. So let's kind of, Don, put it together more or less in uh, a collage, if you please, of sound and video where we put together both for the United States Women's Open and for the Memorial, those that were right there. You know, I played solid. Um, tough golf course. I thought I did a, a great job out there. It just wasn't quite enough. I knew I was up there. I guess my biggest takeaway from today is I haven't won with the long putter yet. Obviously, I've been putting with it for seven, eight months now. And it was a big change, and I feel like I putt really well with it, but I haven't tested it in the heat trying to win a tournament. Uh, I think that was probably one of the top uh, rounds up where I was really nervous, um, but I think I handled it pretty well for the situation, so um, I'm proud of myself. Um, the main takeaways are um, I really am able to handle myself out there, um, and, you know, I, I belong up there. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, my stomach hurt the last couple holes <laughs> coming down. I was really stressed out, I was, but I was really um, just focusing one shot at a time, making solid contact and just hitting good putts. Yeah, that is really cool. I didn't, um, I didn't really think about that. So yeah. um, if this is the trend where women's golf is going, I think it's great. It definitely does. It means a lot to me, especially um, having played on the Solheim Cup last year, um, wanting to play again, um, it, it means a lot to me. It was it was a tougher day. After 12 holes, I'd hit 12 greens and was three over par. So it was, um, I hit the greens, I hit good shots, but we were kind of too far from the pin, like we were not aggressive enough to leave short birdie putts. And it was, the pin positions were hard. Um, 
got a misser in the right spot and I kind of gave myself two long putts. Um, then I finally made something on 15, which was like a 40-footer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that was fun. <laughs> I was very impressed by my own, my own like short putting, like especially like the first three days. Um, I saw yesterday I was the only player in the field who hadn't missed a putt under like 10 feet. Um, I missed a few today, but um, it just proves like, you know, stroke training and practicing short putts that, you know, it's, it's good because you're going to need them. Um, and it, it worked the first three days and today was a little tougher. Yeah, um, on 17, I saw minus two was top 10. And then I didn't think my shot on 17 went like that far, like that long. I thought it was shorter to the right, which would have given me an easier chip shot. But um, as soon as I hit that putt, I was like, that's not going in. <laughs> I was in a lot of confidence in that putt. Um, but yeah, I heard they were talking about it at breakfast, like top 10 gets an invite to next year. I think I'm missing out by like one shot. <laughs> Sucks, but it, it was a good week. I think um, playing with Annika was really cool. The first two rounds, it was like, go Annika, and then people kind of started screaming, go Ingrid instead, uh, which I thought was kind of cool. Like, everyone's cheering on you. Um, maybe not if you're related to Minji Lee, who's, who's in the lead, but, you know, everyone's cheering for you, and, you know, the people out here have been amazing. Like, they scream, go Tigers, and go Ingrid, and, like, great job this week and everything. It was, it's been really fun. Fairways Life Show is presented in part by DeWiz. Log on to DeWizGolf.com and you can see why this new wearable device is a great way to know your game like you've never known it before. It's based on neuroscience and it measures your golf swing in real time in space so you know exactly where it is. It's not something like you think you feel you might be in the right position. You absolutely know with instant feedback. That's why you see these pictures and images of major champions and great teachers that are going, no, this is different. And this is very, very good. Dwizgolf.com for more information on that. We are super pumped because coming up this week at the Fairways of Life show, tomorrow we're going to be joined by Dean Beeman. He is the architect of the modern PGA Tour. When you get a chance to speak to this man now in his early 80s and hear his story, both from winning multiple uh, amateur championships at the USAM, at the British Am, playing golf as just a kid with Ben Hogan and actually being in front of him after the first hole. Great stories from Dean Beam. And I love to get a chance to speak to the former commissioner of the PGA Tour and get caught up on everything that he did, how he did it, why he did it, even talking about the stadium course. How did the par 317th actually happen? What was the original length that Pete Dye wanted to make it? How did they get that property? Did it really cost him a dollar? Are you serious? Tomorrow is Dean Beeman on the Fairways of Life show. And after that, on Wednesday, Mike Wan will be our featured interview on the program. And what better interview could we ask for in the wake of the United States Women's Open and in advance of the U.S. Open at the Country Club in Brookline? Cannot wait for all of that. PXG.com, when you get an opportunity, log on to PXG.com and see how and why their product is different than everybody else. They like to say nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. And you know what? 
It's true. Their new Gen 5 product is absolutely packed with technology, and it's not run-of-the-mill technology. We're talking about proprietary technology that you can put to the advantage of you and your golf game. Why wouldn't you do that? Just check them out at pxg.com. Thank you, folks, so much for your company today. I hope you guys have a great one. Bye for now.